Okay, for those of you taking notes, the first thing that you should write down is Jesus loves me, Jesus loves me, Jesus loves me. He always loves me. Right? That has to be your foundation phrase. Because during these exercises, one can experience many types of graces, right? You can receive consolations, desolations, whatever the Lord sees is best for each one. Well, that's what he's going to give. So don't look at your neighbor. Don't see what's going on with your neighbor. You have to try to keep an eye on what's going on in your own heart. And when things start to look kind of scary, remember that first phrase. And look in. When you, if you enter into a type of a desolation, right? Things seem bad. Oh, I seem like a sinner. Oh, I'm, I, I'm not too, I'm not, you know, I can never make it to heaven or whatever is going on there. Talk to a priest about that, all right? We need to know what's going on with your hearts. If it's the devil that's tempting you, if it's, the, if it's God giving you a, a grace, but normally anything that's leading you into sadness and despair, a lack of trust of Jesus is not coming from the Lord. And this is why you have to remember that God loves me, God loves me, God loves me, God always loves me. That has to be your foundation. And I'm gonna start this, St. Ignatius says, whenever we start a meditation, we should ask for a grace. For this grace, we're going to ask the Lord to thirst for him the way he thirsts for us. That's the grace we're going to ask for, that we thirst for his love the way he thirsts for our love. So in this little brief meditation, that is what you're going to be asking the Lord. Lord, give me the grace to thirst for your love. Men! Men, <laughs> this is for the men. All right, this might be a little bit difficult for the men. All right, if you're finding it hard to relate with Jesus, look at Our Lady. All right, maybe this may be a little bit easier for the men to look at Our Lady. All right, you look at Our Lady and you say, Mama Mary, help me to love you the way you love me. Help me to have that kind of a thirsting love for you the way you love me. All right, whichever works for you go that way all right i'm going to this is a letter that i'm going to read from mother teresa of calcutta it's a very good letter it's called uh, i thirst i quench was written on the 25th of march 1993 it's the letter of varanasi that's what it's called in india it's a place in india varanasi and this is what she says my dearest children Jesus wants me to tell you how much he has, how much love he has for each one of you beyond all you can imagine. That's where you're starting, this exercise is. Jesus wants me to tell you this, how much love he has for each and every one of you more than you can possibly imagine, more than, more than whatever priest uh, can tell you. You know, words can't even begin to express how much God loves each and every one. He is infinite. His love is infinite. He has thought of each and every one of you. He has loved you into being, you know. He has thought of you from all eternity, you. 
You, isn't that something that makes you special? God has thought about me from all eternity. He loves me. Look, at, sometimes when we hear these words, like God loves me, our lady loves me, that can make us really nervous, you know? When I hear that God loves me, all of a sudden it kind of like puts me out of whack a little bit. Like, what do I do with that love? It's, it's just like too much, it's great. How do I experience this love? How do I return this love? Today, all you have to do is open your heart and receive that love. Receive it without fear. Eh? Do not fear. Like Father Dominic said in the homily, like what Pope John Paul II said, no, do not fear. Do not fear. Put all fear away. It's not worth it. All right? She goes on to say, I worry that some of you still have not really met Jesus one-to-one, -one, you and Jesus alone. You know, she recommends that this, this letter is read in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament because now each and every one of you, you're not only before Jesus, each and every one of you have received Jesus. Jesus is in your hearts. You know, his presence is still there until the form is totally uh, dissolved. You know, his presence, his, his Eucharistic presence is still in your hearts. And now he's here before you so you can contemplate him, that you can put yourself before him one-on-one, -on -one, face to face, and talk to him. We may spend time, at least this is a nice little warning. It says, we may spend time in a chapel, but have you seen with the eyes of your soul how he looks at you with love? There you go. Ah, uh, you're here, but are you really here? Is your heart here? Is your heart looking for him? I like to say this too. Why did you come here? Ask yourself that question. Why am I here today? My wife made me come. <laughs> all right. God's going to use that too. All right. God's going to use that too. Right. Why? But why did I come here? Why, what reason brought me here? Did I come here because I want to get to know Jesus, that I want to experience his love in a more profound way, that I want to have that contact with Jesus, that I want to know, love, and serve Jesus, that I want to be a better Christian, that I want to be a better a son or daughter of God, that I want to start to uh, make the church holier. Why did I come here? Do you really know the living Jesus? Not from books but from being with him in your heart, right? This is not a time for study, right? You're not here to study. You're here to pray. You're here to listen to the word of God, the, the, the wisdom of the saints, and you're here to think about it, to mull it over, but what you hear and start to know has to make it down to your heart, right? What Jesus tells me, what he enlightens me, the, the enlightenments that he gives me, all of that has to lead to me loving him more. Listen, guys, or ladies, all everybody, you know, Jesus is tough. You know, we heard it, you know. When Jesus is out there making that whip, you know, 
He wants to crack all those idols that we have in our hearts. We're not going to talk about that today. But he, and why does he want to do that? Because he wants all of our hearts. He doesn't want 99%. He doesn't want 50%. He wants 100%. Because he knows that he's the only one that can truly make us happy. There is no other. There is no other. His love is the only thing that can truly make us happy. And we need to discover that love now, not later. You know, like Father Dominic said, you know, working in a hospital, you get, very, you get some very interesting uh, situations there. And I remember I was looking for a lady once I was, when I started to work there. Uh, there was like three pavilions there. And I had to give communion to a lady named Carmen in room 300 in Pavilion B. And what I did was, by accident, I went to Pavilion C, the room 300 in Pavilion C. When I walked in, I go, oh, I'm, uh, Carmen, how you doing? He goes, I'm not Carmen, I'm Mary. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I turned around to leave, and all of a sudden she said to me, Father, don't go. I want to make my peace with God. She was only about 45 years old. She had cancer. She had this huge tumor on her the side of her face. She received her second confession in her life. She received her second Holy Communion in her life. And she, lived, she received her first and final anointing of the sick because she died like two days later. The beautiful thing about that story is how God was taking care of this woman even to the very end. I didn't even know what I was doing, and he put me in a room. You see, God is in charge. When he wants to do something beautiful, he does it. doesn't even matter if you, if you want to do it or not. He does it. He'll choose you, and he'll put you where he wants to put you to do something very beautiful for someone else. Now, that story is so beautiful because you see how God was taking care of her, how God was looking out for her, and even at that very last moment, God gave her all the sacraments, forgave her everything, plenary indulgence from the church, uh, she received his body, blood, soul, and divinity, the unity with Christ, etc., etc. God was there looking out for her. Now, the sad part to that is, think about it, her life began, her life ended. She lived about up to here. Now she received her first Holy Communion. And all these days went by, went by, went by. All these opportunities that she had to receive Holy Communion, to go to Mass, to go to confession. Nope. She missed it. She blew it out. Well, you know, she made, she's, I'm sure she's saved without that. But what's going to happen later? Think about this. God's going to use my voice right now. Do you want a big mansion in heaven or a little tiny one? You don't have to tell me. I know what you're all thinking. I want a big mansion. That's natural. I want the most I can. I want it all. Like St. Teresa said, I want it all. I want everything. If God's going to make you an offer today, all right? I'm screaming, not because I'm angry. Just to stir you guys up. If he wants to make you an offer today, what are you going to tell him? And not just to tell him with the lips. Are you going to tell him I want it all, Lord? And I'm ready to give all. Crucify me, Lord. <laughs> Whenever, whatever you want. Do with me as you will. Are you ready to make the deal? Out of love, not fear. 
nah, this is what this retreat is for, guys. That you discover that love so you can say yes to the Lord. Because we didn't, look at, when Jesus says, you know, you have to sin and deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. We just don't do that. There's, there's a prior step to that. It's love one another as I have loved you. I need to discover first how much he loves me. And when I discover that love, not in theory, when my heart starts to burn and my eyes are open and I can say like John, it's the Lord, then I am ready to deny myself, carry my cross and serve him. Well, you're all following me on this, right? So this is very important. What do you want from the Lord? What do you want from the Lord? All right, we're going to go back here to Mother Teresa. Have you heard the loving words he speaks to you? Ask for the grace. He is longing to give it to you. Never give up this daily intimate contact with Jesus as the real living person, not just the idea. How can we last even one day without hearing Jesus say, I love you? Impossible. If not, prayer is dead. Meditation, only thinking. Jesus wants you each to hear him speaking in the silence of your heart. You see this? If you don't hear this, if you're just here just thinking, dead. I mean, no, I need to beg the Lord for this grace. Ask for the Lord to have a true dialogue with him. Listen to him. He's going to speak to you through his word. You're going to hear his word. You have Bibles there. Listen to his word. What's he telling to you? What's he going to do in your heart? What's he telling you? You know, when you hear something and something touches you, you know, you should be writing this stuff down. Why? Because when he touches you, that's you write that down. And then that's the stuff that you've got to think about. If you're hearing something and something makes you feel good, write it down. This is what God is telling me right now. If you're listening to something and I'm starting to feel shock, write it down and ask yourself, why did I feel shock? If you're feeling uh, tepid, write it down. I listened to this whole, a whole speech about the love of God and I feel nothing. Write it down and ask yourself, why do I feel nothing? And these are the things that you can come and talk to myself and Father Dominic later. Listen, don't get a wrong idea. God loves you and he always will. And this is why we're saying this now, that you have to start with this first phrase. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God always, always loves you. All right? So you never fall into any kind of despair. That's the first truth. Now, she goes on to say, be careful. Listen, this is important. Be careful of all that can block that personal contact with the living Jesus. Ask yourself, what can be blocking my union with Jesus? What's going on inside of me that's putting up a wall before Jesus? The devil may try to use the hurts of life. The hurts of life. Ah, the devil will use the hurts of your life to start to block the graces that God wants to give you. And sometimes our own mistakes. Uh, 
I made a mistake here, made a big one there, and he's going to bring that to mind. Why? To get you down, to get you sad, to get put up that wall, another brick in the wall, get that wall going, build it higher, 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 make it all the way around, block yourself in so the love of God, the grace of God can't get into your heart. To make you feel it is impossible that Jesus really loves you. See, that's his aim. He's going to do all of this to make you feel that Jesus doesn't love you. This is why when you're entering into this, remember, you can't go into a, a retreat in prayer thinking you're always going to get warm, fuzzy feelings. doesn't work that way. If God gives you warm, fuzzy feelings, praise be to God. But if he doesn't, it's not about having warm, fuzzy feelings. Think about it. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He always loves you. Reason. It's a truth. God is truth and God is love. So you've got to use your reason here, okay? What's going on? We'll talk about this later. What's going on with me? What spirit is working on me right now? Is it the good angel? Is it God? Is it the Holy Spirit inspiring me? Is the devil tempting me? Is it me just going all off by myself? You know, what's going on? Where am I going? Who's, who's provoking these thoughts in me? He also says that it's impossible. He tries to make it impo impossible that for you to think that Jesus really loves you and that Jesus is really cleaving to you. How beautiful, huh? This is a danger for us all. It is so sad because it is completely the opposite of what Jesus really wants and waiting to tell you. Not, not, that not only does he loves you, but even more, he longs for you. He misses you when you do not come close. He longs for you. He misses you when you do not come close. That's why the Blessed Sacrament is exposed. So you can be close to him and he can be close to you. He thirsts for you. He loves you always, even when you don't feel worthy. When not accepted by others, even by yourself sometimes, he is the only one who always, always, always accepts you. My children, you don't have to be different for Jesus to love you. Only believe. Believe it. Have faith. You are precious to him. Bring all you are suffering to his feet. Only open your heart to be loved by him as you are. He will do the rest. This is, this is gold. This is gold. I'm telling you, this is gold. I hope you're, I hope you're getting it. This is gold. This is the gold room. This is outside the door. And this is gold. And there it is. It's gold. This is where the gold is. We've got that right. That's even providence. This is where the gold is. You want the treasure? There's the treasure, right? There's the gold. You all know in your mind that Jesus loves you. But Jesus wants to stir up your hearts. So not to lose your earthly love. Do as Our Lady who kept all these things in her heart. She pondered the mysteries. Do you believe it? If so, you will hear his voice. You will feel his presence. 
Why does Jesus say, I thirst? What does he mean? I thirst is something much deeper than Jesus just saying, I love you. Until you know deep inside that Jesus thirsts for you, you can't begin to know who he wants to be for you or who he wants you to be for him. That's very beautiful. That's a good meditation. Who am I for you, Lord? St. Francis is saying that in ecstasy. Who am I for you, Lord? Or who am I, Lord? Who are you, Lord? Beautiful little phrase for prayer. Who are you, Lord? And who am I, Lord? Why do you love me so much? I don't, I'll never get to the bottom of that. I just freely accept it. You love me, Lord, and I accept it on faith that you're my Father, that the Trinity dwells in my heart, that you've given me yourself in the Eucharist, that you want to unite yourself to me every single day through your prayers. You've given me your mother who always is working to bring me closer to you every single day. I love you, I love you, I love you. I always, always, always love you. With that, I'm going to finish. Now you have to do your part and make the effort and focus on Jesus. You're going to have some time in silence. Focus on him. Open up your hearts and ask for the grace. Jesus, help me to that thirst for you, for your love, the way you thirst for my love. Amen.